Weekly Laws Podcast, episode number 241. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here for our weekend review of Recon, where we actually take a little time to dig into the forums to see what you guys are saying about the most recent episode of Lost. You know, of course, on what is that Tuesday evenings, we give our initial reactions. And uh, this is the time for you guys to let us know what you think about uh, any particular episode out there. And of course, uh, Stephanie, I just want to say before we get started that, uh, you know, the update is, um, you know, on the Lost Party, we have filled out the contract and it has been signed and countersigned. So everything should be good. And for those of you who already registered in RSVP for uh, the Lost Party, uh, I know that several of you are waiting to reserve your hotel rooms. I want to let you know that sometime by the end of this coming week, so basically by next weekend, uh, I should have some information for you. From what I understand, the Hilton Hotel is actually uh, going to create a website for me to link people to, and they can actually go in and do the reservations uh, right from the Hilton website. Uh, with our group code and everything. So very excited about that. And of course, if you have not yet signed up and RSVP'd for The Lost Party, uh, please do that. Head over to gspn.tv forward slash lost party. If you have any questions after reading all the information there, if you have any questions, you can always send an email to feedback at gspn.tv and I'll do my best to answer any questions you might have. So with that, Stephanie, I think we should start things off. So they can start making reservations now? No, no, no. No? No. I totally missed what you... I, That's all right. Not a big I heard deal. what you said. I just must have missed part of what you said. I said that okay. uh, they are going to create a website for and us. And then they can start making reservations. Yeah, okay. and it should, be a re- it should be ready by this time next weekend. Okay. All right. I, that's the part that I missed. Yeah. Here's Sorry. The, here's the deal. If you are RSVP'd on the website, you went to Eventbrite and you did the whole thing there. Um, as soon as that's available, you will get an automatic automated email from me with the information. So, okay. Right. Very cool. All right. So, uh, let's get things started off. Uh, we have Andy who called in and, uh, wanted to talk about attitudes. So let's see what Andy has to say. And here it hey, is. Cliff and Stephanie. This is Andy from North Texas calling for the lost podcast. I've been listening to you guys talk about, um, Dr. Linus last episode of lost and Cliff, you talked about how, this had such a great message the show did this last week about not giving up hope, not losing your faith. And I thought it had you um you guys led me to a point about a great message the show had about how everybody's fate in these flash sideways just seems to be turning out overall the same way. If Sarah's married to Jack, then they're still divorced. If Locke is still in a wheelchair Kate's still on the run, but what they do with that, their attitude has changed this time they flash sideways, so I just think that's a great message for us about how how uh, things happen to us, bad things happen to us, but 
our attitude can change and can make it a positive situation because the flash sideways are like a, a better world, a more positive situation, and it's all based just on how they deal with it. Um, Kate helps Claire. Jack loves his son and tries to raise him, you know, wants to be involved in his son's life, is proud of him, and uh, and Locke is still with Helen and accepts what's happened to him. And So I just thought that was a great thing. You guys brought that to my mind as you were talking about about Jack and Sarah and everything. So thanks for your podcast. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you so much there, Andy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Good message with the attitudes. And it's, it, it is something that is, it does make the uh, flash sideways, you know, a little bit enjoyable. I know that I joke around saying that I'm not into any other relationship crap is what I call it. Uh, but the, the truth is, is I do enjoy some of that. And I, and I like to see the redemption. I like to see not just the redemption, but the different attitudes, despite being in a wheelchair, despite all the things that go on right. in our lives. And it, and it is something that I enjoy. Speaking of my thoughts shared last weekend uh you know one of the things that i did mention in last week's weekend's uh weekend review is is probably for the very first time in a long time i kind of just openly shared about you know just how uh, you know the scene with jack and his moment of faith and right. and richard's lack you know uh losing his faith i kind of did uh, shared just you know a little bit of you know how that affected me and 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 why I loved the episode for that reason uh, and there was some feedback that I saw out there bouncing around on Twitter and stuff like that saying that you know I I tried listening to that GSPN podcast but man there are a bunch of uh, you know it's it's like it should be the WWJD podcast network or something like that. And, um, you know, first and foremost, I, I hope that I didn't offend anybody out there. It's, it's never my intent to do so. Um, and out of 241 episodes of the Weekly Lost podcast, I think I've probably expressed words about my own Christian faith maybe four or five times uh, out of 241 episodes. Uh, and, and so I just want to let you know, it's not my desire here to evangelize anyone. And I don't think that it's law. Lo- I don't think that the creators of Lost are really trying to put forth a message of the Christian faith, uh, the Muslim faith, the, you know, or, or any kind of faith. Right. I think that they, they do incorporate obviously elements of various types of faiths. And I think that they just do that to move the story along. And, uh, but I don't think the, the lost producers have an intent on this being a, you know, it's, it's going to end up being this Christian, you know, analogy of, of faith and stuff or, or any other faith. But, uh, if, if I happen to have offended you last week, I do apologize. Um, but I am a man of faith and, and I, and, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, but if, if my sharing that, you know, last week being your first episode ever of listening, uh, if you came along, I can certainly understand where somebody might come away thinking, wow, that is that what they do every single episode? No, not not hardly. Right. But I think that while I don't think they're focusing on any organized religion as a going with faith, I do think that there is an element of faith. Um, if you look at the definition, the definition that I'm looking at right now is confidence or trust in a person or thing. Yeah. Um, belief that is based not on proof. Right. 
those yes there is an element of faith in the show and you relating that to your own life and your own faith in the things that you have there, there's nothing wrong with that i don't think so either i don't think that i did anything wrong i don't either i just wanted to say that if you think that that's what we do in every single episode where cliff mentions the name of jesus christ and and uh you know talks about being a believer and born again and baptism and and uh you know th- we th- have podcasts for that we we have other shows <laughs> For that <laughs> and that's but, uh, one of them but, but yeah anyway i just want to say you know i, understand. I, I just wanted to put it out there i, I it, it unfortunately it was made by another podcaster and it was put out in a and very so it public, hurt a little what yeah, uh, yeah it, it stung it a little, a little. Bit, right. I, I my i you know but i just i do want to say this I, i'm not going to say who it was but i do want to tell you that since then since then that podcaster has sent me an email uh-huh. and has since apologized and and um and 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 I and I've accepted his apology okay. and and I don't bring this up again to to say that I'm still upset. It, but I I was you know I was like just hey if 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 I can't imagine that he's the only person you know that that had felt that way. Maybe if that was you know they come along. But no, just so you guys know, Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft do not have an agenda with the Weekly Lost podcast except for fun. Except to talk about Lost. Uh, that is our agenda. Which, um I don't know what you have next, but do you, are you ready for this um Chris K wrote I'm guessing yeah, in the forum? Yeah, go right ahead. Is that what we're reading? Yeah, all of this notes? stuff here tonight is from the forum, all the uh written things. Okay. All right. Are you all right? No, I'm having a severe pain in my side. Do you need me to pause the recording with No, I'm L? trying to breathe through it. Um if I fall over, you might need to pause <laughs> and right. do something about that, but right now I think I'm okay. Um this Chris K from the forum to me it was pretty obvious um, that they are setting the table with this episode and it did a great job of that was entertaining um, and had one very big reveal that that unlock unlock <laughs> that, that lock was once human and presumably mortal for an episode um, okay and then okay for an episode in the very where am I? <laughs> Unenviable. Unenviable. Okay. So basically. For an episode in the very unenviable position of being between last week's Awesome Ben episode and next week's Sure to Be Beyond Awesome episode, this one made a very nice accounting of itself. See, now, yeah, Chris K., I'm, I'm glad that you feel that way. It, it obviously did, you know, it is setting the table. It is. Um, very much. But man, I, I think that. I, I believe that anything that was done in this episode to set the table, um, my own personal feeling was that it could have been done probably within, you know, eight minutes of next week's episode. Right. I don't know. But uh, Winnie wrote this. She says, I don't know. I didn't like this week's episode at all. She says, uh, actually, I added the word at all. So I apologize, Winnie, for adding to you. <laughs> she, goes, she says, I didn't like this week's episode. I was very distracted by what I felt were Foley effects that were too loud. Sawyer walking on the beach on the Hydra Island and dialogue that didn't sound like it should uh, and dialogue that didn't sound like it should. And she's specifically talking about the conversation between Saeed and Kate. Um, I wasn't drawn into this episode. Also, if Sawyer is any kind of cop, wouldn't he have let Kate go at the airport? She was wearing cuffs for a reason. I know. I totally called that out myself while watching the episode. I got an email from somebody and I can't remember who the email was because it was just a real quick exchange. But uh, uh, somebody says, you know, regarding, you know, James letting her go in the elevator. Well, number one, the marshal was was very rude and didn't say what it is that she was wanted for. And also perhaps getting off of a plane from Sydney might have 
um, clued people into the fact that he was not, not where, supposed to be in Sydney, where, where he was, was, <laughs> right. uh, you know, other than where he was so, supposed to be. Right. But the thing is, he was supposed to be out of town anyway. So, but I don't know. Good thing. Uh, anyway, you want to read what ta- Tess wrote? And sure. by the way, you okay. can tell that she now has conflete, completely okay with the fact that this is not Locke because she <laughs> liked John Locke. Right. She loved John Locke. She loved John Locke. But this read isn't what, John Locke. This is not John Locke. So read, and she calls him Smokey. I love that she doesn't call him Locke. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Hardly any reveals in this episode. We already knew Smokey had once been just a man, which presumably. Right. Presumably also involves having a mother. So no shocker there. Very unpleasant to watch. Unlocks attempts at counseling with Claire and Kate and Sawyer. That smile he attempts to give Kate when he offers her his hand to help her up is like he hasn't smiled (laughs) for about a thousand years and he's forgotten how it goes. Yes. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, um, sympathy for Unlock's troubled childhood. Hmm. Sawyer and Charlotte, so wrong. Like some kind of freaky episode of Life on Mars. I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, I, you know, for some reason, some people were like, you know, obviously they showed a lot of um, oh, passionate scenes, shall I say, uh, in this episode. And some people were saying, it's like, this just wasn't... A- that right. just wasn't appealing. It, it wasn't. Like, of course, I don't like it's, that stuff anyway. I think but. that it was just in there because of who the actor was. Yeah. I really, I think that that's the, anyway. Okay. Um, What annoyed me the most was so many seconds wasted on scenery. Like Sawyer being marched to the sub, then getting into the sub, then climbing down the stairs, then nodding to the guard, then walking down the corridor, then, ooh, I'm foreshadowing with the locked closet, then going into Widmore's room, then finally some dialogue, yawn. (laughs) Anyway, blank is next, rock on. Right. And obviously for those who don't do spoilers, we've cut out, this is the second forum message that has mentioned what next week's episode is and and we've cut them out yeah we try to we try to protect you all as much as possible but uh the funny thing here is tess i love your attitude with this it's pretty much exactly how i felt about the episode um you know the more i think about it the total yawn total yawn (laughs) that's that's her me not me yeah exactly all right so faith wrote this she says i guess i'm in the minority uh but i like this episode i it definitely wasn't the best of the season but i enjoyed it i really like seeing sawyer as a cop and i think he and miles are good together i agree with that i agree with that i like the the miles and i I like them being partners she says the on island stuff was kind of ho-hum yes (gasps) i said it but I forgive it because there were some great scenes. Claire attacking Kate being the best. Yes. Then Claire apologizing to Kate. Those two scenes were great. Filled with confusion, fear, and more confusion. All right. What really caught me about Jim, since he wasn't Sawyer Off Island, was that he said to Charlotte at the restaurant, was what he said at the to Charlotte at the restaurant when she asked why he became a cop. There came a moment in his life when he had to decide between being a criminal and being a cop, and he chose a cop. When when was that moment? It is it significant to let's see to the Jacob aspect of the storyline. I'm curious. I think it has to be personally. Right. She says I could have lived without him punching the mirror. That was a bit <clears throat> excuse me, a bit cliche. 
Uh, I liked that he... Go ahead and read the rest of that. Okay, I liked that he felt he could trust Miles in the end. I think that says a lot about the relationship they have as partners, and I think it reflects upon the relationship they had in Dharmaville as well. Right. Now, a lot of people were talking about the the fact that James broke the mirror. And, and for some reason, I guess maybe I got my own notes out of uh, place here. So if you don't mind, stay there, Steph, and I'm going to read another note here. Okay. Each ep- This is from the tech guy who wrote in the forum. Okay. He says, each episode in the season has featured a character seeing their reflection. Jack saw his, you know, saw his neck cut and the appendix scar in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Kate looked in the mirror after the Dodger uh, removed... Let's see. The Dodger uh, removed her handcuffs. Saeed saw his reflection at Nadia's door. Locke looked at himself in the bathroom mirror. Linus saw his reflection on the microwave door. And now Sawyer saw his reflection in the locker room. Does it mean anything that Sawyer broke the mirror? And uh, Faith says it means that the writers had a moment of weakness and went with a generic cliche moment instead of coming up with something more clever. But Robin Michigan says maybe <laughs> it has something to do with the mirrors in the lighthouse, you know, mm-hmm. kind of going together. And of course, um, I love this. And so I'm going back up here to the Islander who wrote this. He said and he says, now, please note, this is a really bad joke and I'm just playing around. He says, but I hate to tell you, <laughs> the writers have already given us the entire answer to everything. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. That's pretty funny. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Hey, before we move on any further, I want to go to Chris in Texas, who has this to say. And here it goes. Hi, this is Chris from Texas. Um, I am calling for the Lost Show, the Lost Podcast. Um, And what I'm calling about is um, Smokey's reveal this week about how he had mommy issues. Um, That got me thinking about last week's episode where Ben started off the episode. Oh, crud. Did I just do that? So talking about Napoleon. (laughs) Um, and it turns out after I did some research and poking around on the internet, Napoleon's mother had serious, was a serious power control freak. And there might be some ties between Napoleon and Smokey. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Napoleon and Smokey, huh? Anyway. I don't, I'm I don't gonna, know much about Napoleon. So. I don't either. But I'll be interested in knowing if anybody else has any thoughts yeah. regard, related to that. Uh, I'm going to play a little audio clip from the show, if you guys don't mind. And uh, this is a little bit about... Smokey talking about his childhood. That island over there, that's where I sent Sawyer. Could have just told me that you sent him to the islands where we were locked in cages. You didn't have to bring me down here. Sure, but then I wouldn't have gotten to talk to you. You referred to me as a dead man. I am not a dead man. I know what you're feeling, Kate. I know what you're going through. How do you know that? Because my mother was crazy. Long time ago, before I like this. I had a mother just like everyone. She was a very disturbed woman. And as a result of that, I had some growing pains. Problems that I'm still trying to work my way through. Problems that could have been avoided had things been different. Why are you telling me this? Because now Aaron has a crazy mother too. Aha. Is that significant, do you think? Well, that's what people are talking about. There's a lot of people who are talking about the fact that uh, perhaps, perhaps 
uh, smock, smoky smock, smock. <laughs> that, that's a new. I've never heard that one. I've got that's a new funny. name. I've got a new name for a smock. Yeah, uh, nice. smoky lock smock. <laughs> anyway, that's great. I like that. <laughs> that's just I bad. Like, I like it better than. <laughs> I like it better. I like than, it better than the others. Yeah. So smock. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. that was so good. smock. All right. So anyway, um, they're thinking that Smock is is Aaron. The fact what? that the reveal, yeah, the reveal that his mom was crazy and things would have been different. Uh-huh. That that Smock is actually Aaron, and that Aaron of you know travels back in time, you know, and and stuff like that. I th- we'll get to it. There's some discussion in the forum. Okay, I'm confused. It'll come up here. All shortly. right. All right. You shouldn't and have had it come up at the same time. I, you know what? It's crazy. Don't, don't I let you come down here and like prepare? You did. I let me just. Can I just confess some things to some folks that, that you stayed up all night? That I stayed and up part of the morning. Yeah, I stayed up all night last night, catching up on uh, some emails. I was up until five something this morning, uh, working, um, and you know, I basically just was really tired. So I slept this, you know, in late today. Went and got um, a new computer for the studio, came back, s- tried to sleep for a while and laid back and relaxed a little bit, came down for dinner and had very little time. So anyway, and Amanda in Michigan says Inbox Zero is never worth, it's not worth staying up all night. It's, it hadn't. It is to him. <laughs> it, it's not so much Inbox Zero as much as it is um, the people who are waiting for very important information for more than 10 days. So anyway. With that being said, yes, I should have brought it up later, but it comes up, I promise. So let's go to Jess Sue. What does she write? Stephanie, do you have Jess Sue? I do. I do. I'm getting, okay. I I have to confess I'm very distracted right now because not only am I watching the chat room, I'm actually interacting in it. And I just got a private message too. So I was trying to read that like before you started talking to me and then you started talking to me before I got finished and... Okay, I'm back. Well, welcome back, Steph. <laughs> Thanks. Just Sue. It's funny how different forums have different reactions. At another forum, I go I go to the majority. What? Another forum I go to. The majority just loved this episode. And one said it was her favorite of the whole season so far. And I love this. It should be noted that most of the posters were women with Josh Holloway crushes, though. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> okay. So I liked the episode. I don't expect every episode to be an action-packed mind blower just because it's the last season. I do, but I I totally agree that it's an unrealistic expectation. Right. Or is it? Or is it? All right, go ahead. I expect the finale to blow my mind. In the meantime, I'm content with good storytelling. um, These sideways flashes are leading somewhere. For whatever reason, we need to see who makes different choices in a world without Jacob's touch and where those choices lead. In this episode, we saw that James chose to be a cop over a criminal. And while he still intended to kill Anthony Cooper, in the end, he told Miles about it, knowing he'll talk him out of it. I, you know, I want to just say, just so... (laughs) That I agree with you. I, you know, I should be a little bit more content with good storytelling. And I will, I will have to say that while I was not overly impressed with the, you know, with James Ford sideways, I was still entertained by it. And I did enjoy it a whole lot more than I did Saeed. Right. Um, but with that being said, you know what? You're, you're right. Not every episode can be super ultra action packed and just like take your breath away. 
but but then again i think that it could be you know i, I think it could be but i i don't know that maybe it's the best i don't know i don't know that it should i'm along be. for the ride I, i'm I along for the ride do you know what i mean yeah i don't know that it should be i think it um, could be i i because i agree with you i think i've had this unrealistic expectation and I apologize, just to, we'll get back to your message in just a second. I, I've had this unrealistic expectation, and like you, I admit, it's unrealistic for every episode to be action-packed and mind-blowing. That is unrealistic. But I'm also with Just Sue, where I think when I liked the Saeed-centric episode a little bit more than you is because I'm content with good storytelling for now. Yeah, does that make sense to yeah. you? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay. And and I, and that's why I love going and coming to the weekend review because then we get everybody, well, not everybody's, but we get a, I think we get an overall feel of what the community is thinking. Not, you know, and I think it's a good representation of the Lost fandom as a whole. All right. So I'm going to continue on a little bit while Stephanie chats with the chat room here. Um, <laughs> just to continue. No, if we're ready. I thought you were. Okay. All right. Sorry. I'll, do, I'll read this. Here we this. go. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. The part about Smokey ha- or Schmock uh, having a crazy <laughs> mother intrigued me. If nobody else, uh, it, oh, if nobody else, at first I thought he was talking about Locke, but it, let's see. But he made it clear he wasn't. Yeah, he knew. Let's see. We knew. Okay, now I'm distracted by your typing noises. Yeah, we knew he was once a man, <laughs> but we didn't know he his mother was crazy. Okay. Um, his talk with Kate also makes me wonder if Jacob was somebody that he just needed to hate. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you for a minute. Yeah. Um, we've, we've, they've shown us this man who is smoky or what do you call him? Smock. Whatever. How can you not think that he has a crazy mother? <laughs> okay. They, they sh- oh, because, Okay. Wouldn't he give off the impression that like both of his parents are a little, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's next and the other followed? I guess. Because he's not right. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly he he's pretty cool with, you know, just going and killing everybody. Right. Yeah. But he gave him fair warning. But he gave him fair warning. I mean, you know, so As a Matter of fact, okay. here here's that conversation right here. About a quarter mile ahead, there's a clearing. We'll make camp there. Everybody fill up on water. We might be there a couple of days. A couple of days? thought you said we were getting off this rock. We are. When? Maybe we should talk about this in private. Great, let's go. I wish you hadn't interrupted me. I'm sorry, I forgot my manners. I forgive you. What happened back at the temple? How'd you know to rescue everybody from that smoke thing? I didn't rescue them. I'm the smoke thing. You telling me you killed all those people? I gave them the opportunity to leave peacefully and they didn't take it. Why not? Because they're convinced that they're protecting the island from me when in fact all I want to do is leave. So it's either kill or be killed. There you go. It's either kill or be killed. So he commented this back to just Sue. He commented about how his problems from childhood could have been avoided if things had been different. Of course, that makes me think about time travel and trying to change fate and whether he had tried it himself. And I'm going to say this is the part where he reminds me of John Locke because he refuses to take responsibility for his own actions. He's still blaming everything on his parents. Yeah. Dude needs some major counseling. (laughs) Maybe he just picked up a little extra John Locke vibe. Maybe. Maybe he's. I'm so sorry, Tess. Maybe he is, you know, um, channeling channeling John Locke now. There you go. Right. 
Just Sue continues says, I love that Sawyer was still looking at, let's see, to Charles Ingalls for fatherly advice. It was awesome. Was he looking for to Charles he, Ingalls? He was for watching f- Little House on the Prairie. I, I think that he no, was. He was. The, the, it's, but he yeah. says, was still looking to Charles Ingalls. So am I had missing? He re- have, uh, had maybe. we seen this in a previous James Ford Probably. flashback? Probably. We just don't remember because he's never been one of our favorite characters. So, right. Yeah. Anyway, I, I I think that's interesting. Okay. I, I, maybe it has. I, this is when I get it's like we're gonna have to go back and watch that again. <laughs> All right. And hearing that people aren't really gone when they die. Th- this is something that um you know Michael Landon said in the mm-hmm. audio clip. Yes, he did. You know, people aren't really gone when they die. Hmm, that's sure true on this show. All the more uh, not poignant. Okay, all the more poignant since on the island he's dealing with grief once again. Wondering why Widmore is setting up pylons. You know what? I forgot all about that. That is something. You know, what is the pylons? Is it to protect right. him just from Smokey? You know, what? what is going on here? What You know, that, that was intriguing. I want to see that. Uh, is he just visiting to carry out some plan? Uh, does he intend to live there again? I originally thought he was just going to bomb the place, but I guess not. No, I think that he wants some... Uh, I think he wants to be a part. I think it's a power thing. Yeah. I think he wants to be on the island. I think he misses the island. I think there's a connection. I think, you know, he's got to go back, you know, he got to go back. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And they're saying in the chat room that he talked to Kate about little house. He talked to Kate about little house, little house on the prairie. Okay. And, um, where was the other? And Kate laughed because he called it little house. All right. So, oh, so that, okay, okay. That's what we missed. Yeah, I totally. Anytime missed that. I'm telling you, anytime Kate and and James, James are in the same, screen. yeah, same. What's scene, it called? Scene. scene. <laughs> Thank one you. of those things, Steph. It's one of those things. Well, I wanted to say segment, but I'm like, no, that's not right because that's the whole thing together. But whenever they're in a scene, I just I I get frustrated and I'm like, please don't do this again and stop looking at her there with those puppy dog eyes and. Like you had a hell of a night. Yeah. Jack Hurley, the rest of them. They make it out of the temple, right? Saw them leaving on my way back. What about Miles? I don't know what happened to him. So you're with Locke now. I ain't with anybody. Boring. <laughs> Just kidding. I liked I liked James Ford when he was with Juliet. That was the that was his that, that was well, him that was at his what, best. Absolutely. That was him at his best. All right, Stephanie, moving on. We're going on to the Islander who wrote this. He says, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and many of them uh, have the theory that Schmock, I'm going to call him, I'm replacing, he called him Flock, but I'm calling him Schmock now, is Aaron and has, uh, let's see here, has been, let's see here. Okay, the theory that Locke is Aaron has been put forward. I agree, but I have different reasons than any that I've heard so far. Uh, he says that Flock doesn't tell Kate that you you can have whatever you want if you come with me. I think the reason for this is that Flock is Aaron and Kate is the only sane mother figure he's ever had. Um, when someone accepts Flock's deal, he or she will suffer consequences and Flock doesn't want Kate to suffer those consequences, whatever they might be. Together with the fact that the writers withhold Flock's real name from us makes me think, without a doubt, Flock is indeed Aaron. Now, I think that I think if That's anything a good else, theory. 
Uh, it is. Matter of fact, we'll even give you a. It's an interesting theory. It's just messed up. <laughs> now, but the, the thing is, is that, okay, at this point, there is no doubt that his name is significant. And to be honest with you, the fact that they haven't given his name and they ha- they've chosen to withhold it this long, that when they do, when they do reveal it, it's almost going to be like something that nobody can guess. So if it's Aaron, I think it's going to be a major letdown. If for the they, Islander, for the I, and for, anybody, and who, for right, for anybody else uh, that that thinks it is Aaron, if all of a sudden they find out, yes, indeed, it is Aaron, it's almost going to be kind of just a letdown, right? You know, so I hope that when they reveal his name, that it is somebody significant like Thomas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Will you just stop? I'm just kidding. Almost. I hope uh, that in this next episode they show us like Thomas like blow up. Like there is no way <laughs> that he could ever have anything to do with the end because he is in pieces on Hurley's shirt. Oh, I love it. Faith says this. She says, I'm still on the fence about this. If Flock is Aaron, then that means that Aaron travels way back in time. At this point, I think we're done with time travel, but what you've put forth creates an interesting explanation for the look on Locke's face when he sees Kate come out of the temple. Maybe instead of weariness or displeasure at seeing her, maybe it's just more of a moment of nostalgia. I'd need to go back and watch that again. Exactly. I have been saying that Flock is Aaron since the start of the season. I agree with your comments, the Islander. This scene with Kate and Flock was the most important scene of part of the episode. I believe that Flock was really opening up to us and being very honest here. Stephanie, you want to read what Jay Panhorse said? Well, oh, or do you have some comments related to that? No. Okay, go um, ahead. No, I, I'd have to go back and watch those scenes with Kate and, and Locke again because I was so much just not wanting her to take his hand. Yeah. That, I don't know. That, well, and I think that this is weird. This is a weird theory. I, it's good. Yeah. I just think it's weird. So so what I'd be... Because in- I like the idea of safe little three-year-old Aaron being at home with his grandma and, you know. Well, he is, but he eventually is going to be brought back to the island, perhaps locked in a sub. Yeah, that makes me not like Widmore because who should be locking up a three-year-old? Well, you know, Widmore is pretty creepy. He is pretty creepy. So, Stephanie, here's the thing. I I, I think maybe this episode, would it be fun to sit back and go and watch this episode again and just assume, let's just with the preconceived notion that Flock or Schmock is Aaron and see if we can, if, you know, with that mindset, does this episode seemingly... You know, looks in the storyline. Right. And my mom was crazy and I was once human. And Dude, you was crazy. Yeah. See what? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you interested in seeing that episode again? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I might. Yeah. We'll I see. might. So anyway. um, Okay. Jay, Jay Panhorst. Who actually, by the way, 247th GSPN.TV plus member. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Congratulations. Mm hmm. I have been saying that Flock is Aaron since the start of the season. Or did I say 347th? Oh, you read his because you read it or you copied Kate's. Okay, did you copy Faith's and put it under oh, Jay or did I did. I you did. You copy Jay's and put it under Faith. Right, so basically that last part Here's I've the- been saying 
So that was Jay Panhorst. Okay, I apologize. I've been saying that Flock is Aaron since the start of the season. I agree with your comments, the Islander. The scene with Kate and Flock was the most important part of this episode. I believe that Flock was really opening up to us and being very honest here. All right. So that that well, is that's tr- your first mistake. I don't think anything he says is honest. I don't know. I think that we are getting some honest answers here. And, you know, that whole... Only if it feeds his purpose. Exactly. Well, yeah. All right. I'll I tell would you what. Be more, I would be more interested in seeing um, Walt be yeah. Flock than Aaron. Yeah. Because that goes all the way back to the finale of season one. We're going to have to take the boy. He's special. Yeah. I'd rather it, see it be Walt than Aaron. Uh-huh. Of course, then I'd rather it not see that because even I could figure that out. And that's sad. So... Right. It'd have to be a bigger reveal than that. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So, so read anyway. to us what Wolf Gold, Wolf Gold okay. wrote. Um, I agree. Good writing lets the audience feel smart for having figured something out. And I believe that when Darleton was hinting to the fact that we would be able to figure out what is going on about halfway through, this is it. Or close it. Or close to it. Or close to it. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. Yep. Or I'm close st- it, people. <laughs> right. Or, you know, um, I'm still holding my judgment, though. Flock is behaving a little too inconsistent towards both Kate and Claire, even for being Flock. I don't think we're finished with time travel. This has always been the classic gotcha in good sci-fi. Yeah. Anyway, there's a, you know, there's a little bit more happening in the forum over there, but these are the things that I was able to pull out this uh, evening before our time here tonight. Um, and, you know, if you want to call in, you know, this is the one thing I, I feel like I failed to do this week is really encourage people to call in <laughs> after the initial reaction. I don't know what happened there. But uh, if you want to call in and give us your thoughts, your theories, uh, 859-795-4067. Here's the deal. Um, you know, we, we've been getting a lot of, you know, reactions to the episodes, a lot of thoughts and conversations happening to some specific episodes. You know, I think it would be interesting if next week, if we could get from you guys some theories, you know, um, and don't worry about the fact that some of these theories are, you know, played all over. I mean, gosh, how many podcast lost podcast stars there now? like 30 or so, um, just go ahead and just call. It doesn't matter how many times you've heard other theories. If you haven't heard it here, understand this. There are a couple thousand people who listen to this podcast that don't listen to some of the others and and vice versa. There are some right. that, you know, listen to those, but they certainly don't listen to us. So, so if you've heard a theory on all kinds of other podcasts, but you've never heard it mentioned here, why not call in and let the rest of the audience uh, benefit from some of those theories that you have? Uh, the only thing I would say is that if you have theories, please don't call in if your theory is based upon information that you've read as a result of seeing spoilers for any of the future episodes, any of the future sightings, like, you know, screening, you know, um, filming locations, anything of that nature. If your theory is based upon future knowledge of things that's been leaked, we don't want to hear your theory. All right. Yeah. However, if you know of a theory based upon anything that's been given up to this point or just just wild, broad speculation, please give us a call. 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. And I love that in the chat room, um, Mary is saying that um, they'll, she believes that they will um, film more than one ending so that nobody can say, OK, 
you know, this is it. And I, I agree with her. They did that with the end of season four, as she points out, and other people in there are saying, you yeah, know, absolutely. I, and I think that they should, I think they should film it as each of the six candidates take over the island. That would be cool. And then just pick one. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and which I think they have already chosen who it will be. Yeah. Haven't they filmed it already? I mean, I'm pretty sure that they've. I, I, I don't know. I don't. Have they wrapped yet? I don't. I. I the thing I believe last week I heard that they were still writing, you know, and doing uh, okay. some last minute stuff on the finale. So I don't know when they were going to film that. OK, but I'm sure it's about ready to wrap up. I just try to stay away from that stuff as much as possible just because I don't right. want to. They should be having a wrap party. I mean, we would hear about it. Yeah, that that's going to be pretty, you know, for those actors, for us, it doesn't end until May. But but for those. Okay, they're Anonymous saying that filming starts Monday. Okay, so filming starts Monday for the finale. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting, it but is. then again almost sad as well. It is. And hey, I just want to say um let me what I'm going to do real quickly here is I'm going to go to gspn.tv/lostparty and I want to just give you guys uh, a rundown of um what we have here as far as who is definitely coming. We have Tim Wagner uh who is coming from the Cincinnati area. Uh, Hubert, who is coming from our great hometown of Hebron, Kentucky, uh, gspn.tv world <laughs> right. headquarters uh, um, area. Uh, Lon and I think his significant other is coming from Michigan. So Lon and I think his girlfriend are coming uh, from Michigan. We have James Wimmer, who is driving here from or flying in. I can't remember uh, from Virginia. Mm-hmm. So James Wimmer. Uh, Winnie is coming from Belgium. Murphy and Mary Martin are coming from Louisiana. Are they? Yes. I'm so excited. I mean, I don't want to to sound like I'm not excited about meeting everyone because I am. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that I'm meeting for the first time. And and that's exciting. Yes. That is exciting. Our great friend Chef Mark is coming from New York City once again. Right. Uh, Patty B from Cincinnati is coming over. Eric Fisher and his wife. Are coming down from Indiana, awesome. Indiana, Marion, Indiana, and uh, there are a lot more folks that have said that they are going to be coming. Uh, they have not yet registered on the Eventbrite page due to the fact that they're waiting for the finances things to to come through for them. Uh, so gspn.tv/lostparty, and you know we hope that you're not getting tired of this lost promo. Uh, and on the weekends, I I on the initial reactions, I'm going to start putting this at definitely at the very end. Uh, but I definitely want to go ahead and put the promo here always before the coming up on Lost for those of you who uh, don't stick around due to the spoilers and stuff that you know light spoilers that that Bonnie gives in the coming up on Lost. But uh, what we're going to do is go ahead and play this promo again. And then we're going to go into coming up on Lost. You followed the story. Do you think we crashed on this place by coincidence? You've listened to the podcast. It's destiny. And now it must come to an end. You and me are getting the hell off this island. But not before Cliff and Stephanie throw a Lost series finale party. Pack your bags. Make your reservations. We're going on vacation, baby. 5 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, May 23rd. The Lost Series Finale Party. We need to get to the safe house. The party will be at a secure facility, but you must RSVP to get in. Open this door! Don't miss the GSPN Lost Finale Party. It's your last chance. Well, thank God for second chances. Sign up today at gspn.tv slash lostparty. 
Don't you want to know? Away Bonnie with your preview of next week's episode. Lost Season 6, Episode 8 is called Ab Aterno and will air this Tuesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Richard Alpert faces a difficult choice. Nestor Carbonell, who plays Richard Alpert, has said that this is a fantastic episode. He was excited to finally get some answers to his character. We've been following the flash sideways of the characters, but it looks like this episode is going to be a flashback. We'll see Jacob, and also the man in black, in the body we saw him in originally. We're also going to see the Russian nurse who is taking care of Alana in the hospital. Ab Aterno is Latin for since the beginning of time. I expect a lot of answers out of this episode. For more information on Lost Season 6, Episode 8, Ab Aterno, Visit lost.about.com for my previews and photos. This is Bonnie Koval for GSPN's Weekly Lost Podcast and lost.about.com. Thank you so much, Bonnie Koval. And uh, we really appreciate you giving us some insight into what might possibly be coming up on I Lost. I listened since the ABC preview totally blew it out of the water last yeah. week. And uh, so, yeah, I, and, and I'll tell you what, here's the deal, Okay. Um, for those of you who don't stick, you know, don't stick around for spoilers. We we are totally in the spoiler section. Um, and spoilers, just knowing who the episode is going to be about. And it sounds to me like we have, I have a, a crier. We have a crying four-year-old daughter. Uh, so anyway, I'll tell you what. We'll just wrap up here. Yeah, you know about that promo. It's funny that the fir- the um the more times we hear it the shorter it seems like the first time I was all intrigued and listening. And now I'm just like, wow, it's over already. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I think we're going to be okay. If we just, just briefly say that uh, next week's episode, you know, is, is by far, it is the episode I've been looking for. It's the one I've been dreaming of right? ever since we first met Richard on this Island. Um, you know, he's been an intriguing character and the very first time that I recognized that he did not age, it's like all of a sudden he became the single most intriguing character on the show. Absolutely. And so I'm very much looking forward to uh, that episode. But hey, I don't have, I, you know, I, I don't have my little ending music here. Okay. Uh, so if you guys don't mind, we're just going to say, hey, until next time. Stay lost. Stay lost.